Welcome to the radio program, Why Paul? Bringing and interpreting the doctrine Jesus Christ presented through the Apostle Paul. Your hosts are Michael R. Mix and Michelle Mix of 14th Street Ministries. We are here to bring you the answers found in 2 Timothy, verse 2, and encourage you to teach and share this program with others. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Mix and Michelle Mix. Hello, well, welcome back, and I'm glad you're here to listen to the 14th Street Ministries online Bible study. And tonight we're going to pick up where we left off last week on justification by faith. We are going to be in Romans chapter 3, and we're going to start with verse 25 tonight. If you want to get that located in your Bibles, we are, like I said, we're glad that you are listening. And I'm your host, Pam Lampton. And I'm your host, Michael Mix. And I'm your host, Michelle Mix. And um, how about if we go ahead and open with prayer, and then we'll get started. Heavenly Father, thank you that your only begotten Son came to earth to die on the cross and to rise again so that all who believe in him, both Jew and Gentile alike, would not perish but have everlasting life. We thank you that you have not forgotten your people Israel, and thank you that All who confess that Jesus is Lord, the eternal God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, and believe in their heart that he rose from the dead, will not perish, but have everlasting life. We thank you, Father, and in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, we're going to pick up uh, where we left off last week in uh, Romans chapter 3. Uh, verse 25, and then we'll continue on into uh, chapter 4. And this is, this is regarding justification by faith illustrated. Right. Our topic today. Mm-hmm. Okay, if we go to Romans 3, 25, whom God has set forth to be a propitiation through faith in his blood to declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are past through the forbearance of God to declare, I say, at this time his righteousness that he might be just and the justifier of him which believeth on Jesus. Uh, propitiation means satisfy, satisfaction. God is satisfied with Christ's sacrifice on the cross. His death is burial and his resurrection. Um, Romans. Oh, uh, okay. Um, <clears throat> I had a verse there. Um, sorry about that. Daydreaming. Um, yeah. Romans 10, 4. Uh, for Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believeth. His righteousness here is God's consistency with his own law and holiness in freely justifying a sinner who believes in Christ. That is, one in shoes behalf Christ has met every demand of the law. Yeah, Christ, um, when Christ died on the cross, was buried and rose again, when he did that, he fulfilled the law. The law, the law is, says if you break the law, you die. And he fulfilled that. Okay. And, um, Romans uh, 3, 27 and 28, 29 and 30. Where is boasting then? It is excluded. 
by what law of works? Nay, but by the law of faith. Therefore, we conclude that a man is justified by faith without the deeds of the law. And, of course, justification is a universal remedy for, uh, for sin, for the penalty of sin. Is he, is, is he the God of the Jews only? That's a question. Is he not also of the Gentiles? Yes, of the Gentiles also. Seeing it is one God, which shall justify the circumcision by faith and uncircumcision through faith. And, and God is the justifier. He justifies us and makes us righteous. Okay. In 31, uh, Romans 3, 31, do we then make void the law through faith? God forbid. Yea, we establish the law. In other words, the law is not annihilated or, or uh, not valid because the law is holy and righteous. But through Christ's sacrifice on the cross, the law was fulfilled. <clears throat> the sinner establishes the law in its sight, use, use and honor by confessing his guilt. In other words, we, we confess our guilt, we understand we're sinners, and acknowledging that by it he is justly condemned. In other words, we know we're guilty and we know that we should be condemned. Christ on the sinner's behalf establishes the law by enduring its penalty of death. In other words, he endured the wrath of God for our sake. I have um, a cross-reference here, Matthew five seventeen through 18. Think not that I am come to destroy the law or the prophets. I am not come to destroy, but to fulfill. For verily I say unto you, till heaven and earth shall pass away, one jot or one tittle shall not in no wise pass from the law till all be fulfilled. And that's talking about the law that they're, that Christ didn't come to destroy these things, but to fulfill them. Christ was the fulfillment of the law. Yeah, that's right. Just and, and I think, yeah, and I think also, you know, with the law, um, you know, as we're talking about, you know, um, we've heard us say that we're above the law um, because of grace. But the law is our directions in life to help us here on earth also to live an easier life by obeying the law. We, we can't obey the law, but the law, the law is in our hearts. It's not on cold stone. Right, and, to help and, us have an easier yeah, life. And to, and to fulfill the law is we do that through love, okay, yeah. the love of Christ. And which brings us to, um, I have Romans 4, 3 through 5. Um, for what oh. sayeth the script, excuse me? Let me, let me uh, read um, Romans. Uh, well, this. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, she has a Romans 4. Yeah, Romans 4. <laughs> 3 through 5. Uh, so, for what sayeth the scripture? Abraham believeth God, and it was counted unto him for righteousness. Now to him that worketh is the reward, not reckoned of grace, but of death. But to him that worketh not, but believeth on him that justifieth the ungodly, his faith is counted for righteousness. 
Now, can you explain, um, some listeners have said, what are we referring to when we refer to the law? What is that? Well, the law is the, um, basically, the basic for them is the Ten Commandments. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, a righteous man, only a righteous man could fulfill that law. But there was no man righteous except for Christ. So he, he fulfilled that law. The law says, if you, if, you break, if you obey this law, you're righteous. Christ was the only one that obeyed that law. And no other man has obeyed it because he has the sin nature, for one thing. And uh, so his penalty is death for breaking those laws. And in and, and, and those Ten Commandments, they cover all sin. So that's what it means by Christ fulfilled the law. Yes, he took the penalty. Mm-hmm. He took the wrath of God, and he took the penalty that we should have taken. We deserve that penalty, but, but in, he went in our place and fulfilled that law. So now the law can't come after us because we're in Christ. When we, when we believe, believe the gospel, we're, we're justified and we're righteous before God through Christ. So, so the law can't come after us because we're dead to the law. We died with Christ on the cross. Spiritually. Okay. So where are we at uh, here? Now, would, would it be, um, um, trying, as trying to explain what I'm thinking, is um, by wanting to, or, or I think having, having you know, what, what it's called the law, is it's not just thrown away and we can do whatever we want. We want, it's a guideline. We want to follow so that our time here on earth isn't filled with just heartaches and hardships. Well, we might have heartaches and hardships, but, but our desire is to take sound doctrine and replace the lustly desires and the lustly thoughts and the worldly thoughts and replace those thoughts with sound doctrine given from God to, um, to fulfill the eternal purpose of God as children of God and heirs and joint heirs with Jesus Christ. That, uh, it's not going to give us luxury uh, on earth, and it's not going to give us health and wealth and all this stuff like that. It all has to do with spiritual. Mm-hmm. The body of Christ, all, of, all that's in the body of Christ is spiritual. It's something we don't see that's important and, and has the power. It's not what we see. Yeah. Okay. okay. So, um, so now that does, um, that does finish that chapter um, in Romans, correct? So are we going to move to the next chapter? We're going into Romans chapter 4. Uh-huh. Verses 1 through 25. Okay, and that's justification by faith illustrated. Okay. Yes. yes. So we go to Romans 4, 1 through 2. Okay, I'll read that. What shall we say then that Abraham our father, as pertaining to the flesh, hath found? For if Abraham were justified by works, he hath whereof to glory, but not before God. 
Yes. Uh, uh -huh. Yeah, Abraham's faith was faith and faith alone. He believed God, and it was counted to him as righteousness. If he would have added works to that, then he would have made God a debtor. In other words, he, God would have been in debt to him because he would have owed him something. And, and this free gift is a gift. It's something you don't work for. Uh, so um, <clears throat> I'm going to read, um, it's a little bit long, but I'm going to read Romans 5, 1 through 9, okay. um, talking about the justification by faith illustrated. Mm -hmm. uh, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Yeah, we have direct access with God. We don't have to go through anybody. We don't have to. We have direct access with him. And when it talks about hope, it's not talking about, I hope it's going to rain or hope it doesn't rain. Hope means promise. Okay. And not only so, but we glory in tribulations also. Knowing that tribulation worketh patience. Now go back to that other thing you mentioned about mm -hmm. good things and all this things going to happen to you. That see, it, it promises we're going to have tribulation. Yes. But that tribulation is working patience. It's building to us. If you want a nice smooth surface on a piece of wood, you use sandpaper to sand it down. See. Yes. So that that's tribulation to that piece of wood, see, but it becomes beautiful. Mm -hmm. So the tribulation worketh patience, and patience, experience, and experience hope. Yeah, and don't ever uh, pray for patience. <laughs> <laughs> so. You'll, you'll, uh, you'll definitely give what, what you're praying for and yeah, have to work what through you, that. Be careful what you ask for. So. You might get your tribulation to work Yeah, it, Yeah, right. Give me, give me a whole bunch of tribulation. I'm just... Right. Anxious for that. <laughs> and hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. For when we were yet without strength, in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die. Yet peradventure for a good man, some would even dare to die. But God commendeth his love toward us, in that, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Yeah, he, he knew me, and even though he knew me, he died for me. He knew all my sins, but he died mm -hmm. for me anyway. Okay. Much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. Okay, we'll go to Romans um, 4, 3, and, and 4. For what saith the Scriptures? Abraham believed, believed God, and it was counted unto him as righteousness. That's the same way within the body of Christ. We believe God, and that's counted to us as righteous. Faith and faith alone. Now to him that worketh is the reward, not reckoned of grace, but of debt. Go back to Genesis 15, 5, 7. Okay. Seven. And he brought him forth abroad and said, Look now toward heaven and tell the stars if thou be able to number them. 
And he said unto him, so shall thy seed be. Okay. And he, that was Abraham he's talking to. Okay, he's talking to Abraham and he's saying, look at the stars. Now the stars are heavenly. And that represents the body of Christ. And when he talks about the sands, it's talking about, about uh, earthly uh, Israel. Okay, go ahead. And he believed in the Lord, and he counted it to him as righteousness. And he said unto him, I am the Lord that brought thee out of Ur, of the Chal- Chaldeans, to give thee this land to inherit it. So that's God talking to Abraham. Mm-hmm. And there again, we're, uh, this is illustrating the justification by faith. And, and, and now we've justifying faith defined. Okay. Okay. Um, so uh, going into that, um, I'll start off um, reading 4, 18 through 21. I'll do 18 and 19 what? first. Did you say Romans? Romans. What Romans I- chapter 4. Okay. Okay. Okay, did I say Romans, or did I say something else? No, that's good. Go. Okay. Who against hope believeth in hope, that he might become the father of many nations, according to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. And being not weak in faith, he considereth not his own body now dead, when he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God, and being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was also able to perform. Yeah, yeah, we believe in the faith of God. Okay, thank you for coming on break. Yeah, we're going to go on break. When we come back, we'll go to our question question time, and then we're going to come back to our our Romans. Um, So we'll be um, right back. Um, here in just a moment. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. 14th Street Ministries is a listener-supported ministry. Your donations are most appreciated. You can make donations on our website at 14thstreetministries.com. Our goal is to preach the gospel to a lost and dying world. Our message is to lift the believer, teaching sound doctrine by rightly dividing the word of truth. We are a grace ministry. You can reach out to us by calling 314-243-3779 or by contacting us on the web at 14thstreetministries.com or follow our Facebook page. Look for 14th Street Online Bible Study. We hear, just be you, a lot these days. But who are you? What is an authentic life? The answer to these questions and more will be answered on The Authentic Living Show, hosted by Andrea Matthews. Andrea will interview some of today's spiritual, psychological experts and will provide her own wisdom to help you raise your consciousness to the level of your I am. Listen for Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Heard live every Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. What's the difference between leaders who achieve exceptional results with ease and those who struggle to keep up? 
Tune in for Leading on Purpose with Nicole Bendeley. You'll discover the simple practices that are making the biggest difference to a leader's success today. You'll meet leaders who are bringing out the best in their teams. You'll gain practical strategies to lead yourself and others to high performance with ease. Leading on Purpose airs live Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. listening to the radio program why paul if you'd like to participate in today's program call in to 1-888-346-9141 that's 1-888-346-9141 or send an email to michael r mix at 14th street ministries.com now back to why paul okay we're back okay is pam around Yeah, well, welcome back. I'm glad you're here listening to us tonight. Um, We're going to start off with um, a question. And the question that we have is um, actually goes into the tune of once I'm saved, okay, now I'm saved, what do I do? Now what? That's a good question. Yeah. Yeah, We don't don't get it. uh, Some people think you're um, sitting on a cloud someplace or whatever. Mm -hmm. People don't know the riches. it's not only that you're saved, but there are riches that come along with that, and there are riches that we can't even understand. But he gives us a little bit of clue through, through Paul's epistles. We, uh, last week, we, um, one of the verses we referenced verses we used was Ephesians 6.12. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, and against spiritual wickedness in high places. Uh, let me give you a definition of each one of these. The principalities is a state or kingdom ruled by a prince. We know that this world is ru- ruled by the prince of uh, Satan, which is the prince of this world. And then when it comes to powers, uh, the definition here is the capacity or ability to direct or influence the behavior of others others, or the course of events. Satan does that. He influences people. And, and they're under his power. And then world rulers, the world, world rulers of this dark darkness seeks only to steal, kill, and destroy. And these rulers are under the power of Satan. And then high places, we're talking about heavenly places, the heavens, and and in the heavens is is Satan and his fallen angels. They're still in heaven, fighting against us. So you not only have the earthly influence, and then you have a heavenly influence. Okay, and some people think that Satan's not in heaven anymore, but we'll find out here. Um, let's see. Pam, you're going to read uh, the question. Um, number are number, we number saved one. Now what? Yes. Yeah. Now that's I, now that I am saved. Now what do I do? And the question is now that I believe the gospel, I'm saved. And the question is, now what? As we study the Word of God, rightly dividing the Word of Truth, we see the beauty in the Word that gives me the view into my own future as a believer. 
the mysteries and the treasures. As a child of God, that it um, that ex- should excite us that the word of God is given to us. There's so much more in the gospel of grace that you can learn daily, and the word of God is is alive. And it's something that's given to us freely. Um, so if I was going to read 1 Corinthians 15, 1 through 4 to help, you know, explain now what, you know, once you're saved. Yeah, what, um, what, yeah that's the gospel. This is what we have to believe to get those gifts, to get that future. Go ahead yes. and read it. Uh, moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also ye have received, and wherein ye stand by which also ye are saved, if ye keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless ye have believed in vain. For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. If you believe that in your heart, you become a new creation. You're uh, justified and righteous, and you're filled with the Holy Spirit. It's a free gift. Um, remember what we've read in uh, Ephesians six twelve about the powers and whatever, and this will uh, give you a relationship to that. Consider what I say, and the Lord gave thee understanding in all things. Remember that Jesus Christ of the seed of David was raised, from the dead according to the gospel, wherein I suffer trouble as an evildoer, even unto bonds. But the word of God is not bond, not bound. Therefore I endure all things for the elect's sake, and the elect is the body of Christ, that they may also obtain the salvation which is of Christ Jesus with eternal glory. It is a faithful saying, for if we be dead with him, we shall also live with him. If we suffer, we shall all also reign with him. That's the main word I want to get to is reign with him. And we're going to refer that back to Ephesians 6.12 in a minute. We'll show you what's going to happen to them. If we deny him, he also will deny us. And then um, we got Romans. Yeah, Romans yeah. eight fourteen through seventeen. Mm-hmm. Yes. Have that? Yeah, for as many as are, for as many as are led by the Holy Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit itself breathed witness with our spirit, that we are the children of God. And the children that then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, if so be that we suffer with him, that we may be also glorified together. And he's talking about the body of Christ. And we go back to Ephesians. Remember the powers, the heavenly powers and the earthly powers and all that. Those powers that are always against us. And we're going to get to that point here in a minute. In uh, Philippians 3, 20, 21, for our conversation, conversation means citizenship, for our conversation is in heaven, for whence also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall change our vile bodies, 
that it may be fashioned like unto his glorious body, according to the working whereby he is able even to subdue all things unto himself, the body of Christ. This is, the, this is God's eternal purpose is to subdue, subdue all things to himself. And he's using the body of Christ to work on that, to uh, fulfill part of that. And as we're still um, talking about, you know, now what? When we're saved. Um, mm-hmm. I'll read 1 Corinthians 15, 51 through 57. Behold, I shew you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption, and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin. The strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, we're talking about the body of Christ. When Paul's speaking, he's speaking to believers. And he's telling us uh, uh, what's going to happen. And now we're citizens of heaven. We're sons of God. We're heirs and joint heirs with Jesus Christ. And, of course, our citizenship is in heaven. And, and then we're, when the rapture comes, we're going to take our place in heaven. And, and we'll have positions in heaven. Now remember the heavenly spirits and stuff that's against the Satan and the angels. Yeah. It's always going to God and, and uh, uh, reporting our sins and stuff to God and accusing us all the time. That's the saints. He's accusing the saints. And um, this is during the mid-tribulation, during the middle of the tribulation, uh, in Revelations 12, 7 through 12, 17, or 7 through 12. I'll read that. Uh, okay. And there was war in heaven. Michael and the angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon fought and his angels, and prevailed not. Neither was their place found any more in heaven. And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil, and Satan, which deceived the whole world. He was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down which accused them before our God day and night. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives unto the death. Therefore rejoice, ye heavens, and ye that dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and the seal and the sea. For the devil is come down unto you, having great wrath, because he knoweth that he hath not but a short time. 
and this is uh, Satan's last place. He's thrown out of heaven. These powers and these principal these heavenly powers and principalities, are now thrown out of heaven. Satan and his followers. Somebody has to take those those places, those uh, positions in heaven. The body of Christ has been raptured out, and 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 then the uh, seven years tribulation. But the body of Christ is gone. The body of Christ is in heaven, where their citizenship is. So now they're they're given. They've gone to the bema seat, the judgment seat of Christ, receive their rewards, and the rewards are placements in heaven, um, heavenly and uh, earthly and heavenly. We'll go to this in 1 Corinthians 6, 2 through through, 3. Do ye not know that the saints shall judge the world? That's the believers, shall judge the world. And if the world shall be judged by you, are ye unworthy to judge the smallest matters? Know ye not that we shall judge angels? So, the body of Christ is going to be in heaven, and we're going to be judging angels. We'll be ruling and reigning with Christ. Judging angels, how much more things that pertain to this life. Uh, and Israel, and, and this is earthly. And I saw the thrones. Now Christ, at this point, uh, Christ has subdued heaven. He's thrown out Satan and his angels. and Where they have lost their positions. Yeah, they've lost their positions in heaven. Now, now heaven is subdued. Okay? Now heaven is in total control of Christ and, and his saints. And they're out of heaven. Remember, remember the, what we call the Lord's Prayer or the Disciples' Prayer? Our Father, which art in heaven. Heaven. Hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy kingdom come, thy will, will be done, be in earth as it is in heaven. So this is the prayer of, of Israel praying that now that heaven is subdued totally, they, uh, the prayer is, I want, we pray that now you'll do this on earth, okay? just what you've done in heaven. And I saw a throne, and they sat upon them, and judged. judgment was given unto them. And I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus and for the word of God, and which had not worshipped the beast, neither his image nor, his, nor had received his mark upon their forehead or in their hands. And they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. That's earthly. Now they're, the earth saints are ruling with Christ. And that's going to be for a thousand years. But the rest of the dead lived no longer, not, lived not again until the thousand years were finished. This is the first resurrection. Blessed and holy is he that has part in the first resurrection. On such the second death had no power. But they shall be priests of God and of Christ, and shall reign with him a thousand years. That's Israel, the, the, the priest. Uh, Israel now is priests and kings, and they'll rule with Christ. Okay? So now the earth is going to be subdued. Okay? 
as it is in heaven. And so, um, so that's back to our question, which answers our question, which was, um, we're saved, and now what? So we have, this is what, this is the what, is what we have to look forward to. Yeah, and those powers and principalities that are giving mankind all this hard time through the ages are now being subdued, and, and now they're being conquered by the risen Christ, okay? And actually, you can read um, in Ephesians chapter 6, 10 through 18, that explains that um, from the New Testament of the prince of powers of the world. It's almost like a war going on, and it is a spiritual war. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. And that's why in Galatians, it, it refers to um, putting on the whole armor of Christ, and Paul does paint a lot of pictures in his work and uses a lot of illustrations with sports and warfare. And it's something that people can have something tangible to think about. Yeah, and running the race and, and those things. Yeah, yeah. So. And making it to the finish line. Didn't we have some things on Job and Kings and Chronicles? Or? Yeah, actually, so, so we kind of had a, um, you know, like a little chart you know where it shows earth then heaven and then the high heaven which is god's throne uh so um right when we come back from break we're going to review this before we jump back into our romans um and remember if you want to send us anything any letter we'd love um actual letters so you can actually send those to um i'm going to give you a new address if you're waiting to send us a christmas card um to 366 Woods Avenue, Newark, Ohio, and that's N-E-W-A-R-K. That's Newark, Ohio, 43055. And that's 14th right? Street Ministries. 14th Street Ministries. And we'll be right back. I want to walk up in the way of my Savior. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. 14th Street Ministries is a listener-supported ministry. Your donations are most appreciated. You can make donations on our website at 14thstreetministries.com. Our goal is to preach the gospel to a lost and dying world. Our message is to lift the believer, teaching sound doctrine by rightly dividing the word of truth. We are a grace ministry. You can reach out to us by calling 314-243-3779 or by contacting us on the web at 14thstreetministries.com or follow our Facebook page. Look for 14th Street Online Bible Study. Are you looking for life's answers? How about the meaning of true self? Can you really be a better person overnight? Well, good luck with that. Now, if you really want to know more about this insane world and life we lead, tune into Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. You'll learn about how the brain operates under different psychological conditions. Some common sense. Heck, you might just actually learn something. Listen Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. 
If you are ready to be inspired, energized, and edutained, you've come to the right place with our two life-changing programs at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com. Live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Listen for our lifestyle show, Star Style, Be The Star You Are, with our host, Cynthia Bryan. Then on Sundays at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern, Teens Talk and the World Listens on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Play with us at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com and the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are listening to the radio program, Why Paul? If you'd like to participate in today's program, call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or send an email to Michael R. Mix at 14thStreetMinistries.com. Now, back to Why Paul? Uh, um, We are actually going to finish up um, with our questions. We had questions on what happens after we're saved, um, we went into some spiritual warfare that we um, encounter in our lives and why the spiritual warfare explains who Satan is, where Satan is, and what Satan is trying to do with um, God's children. And we're going to start back with Michelle, and she's going to read out of Job. Yeah, we're going to read, um, I'll read Job twenty-two twelve. And then I'm going to read um, 1 Kings 8.27. And this is, again, describing, um, which after I read these. Um, or I can give it to you. I can give it to you now. Yeah, go ahead and show it. Tell uh, us what um, that's about. We talked about Satan and his fallen angels in heaven. And during the mid-tribulation, God uh, throws them out of uh, heaven into the earth. And people are wondering how come Satan can be in heaven. But he's in heaven, and, and of course, God's throne is in the heaven of heavens, or the high heaven. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you have the earth, heaven, and then God's throne, which is the high heaven. Yeah. So in Job 22.12, is not God in the height of heaven? And behold, the height of the stars, how high they are. And then in First King 8.27, we find... But will God indeed dwell on the earth? Behold, the heaven and the heaven of heavens cannot contain thee. How much less this house that I have built. Yeah, it's showing you that there is a higher heaven than heaven. In other words, that's where God dwells. Just like in the uh, in the tabernacle, the Holy of Holies. Okay. Um, in um, Second Chronicles 6.18... Um, we see, but will God indeed dwell with man on earth? Behold, heaven and the highest heaven cannot contain you. How much less this house that I have built. And then in Second Corinthians, or Chronicles, I'm sorry, chapter 2. Verse 6. Yeah, I don't, I have it, just a minute. Second Chronicles 2, 6. Yes. But who is able to build him a house since heaven, even highest heaven, cannot contain him? Who am I to build a house for him, except a place to make offerings before him? 
So we're kind of showing you where God is, where the saints are going to be, where the body of Christ is going to be, and we're going to be ruling and reigning with Christ in heaven. And that's a promise. Which really breaks that down um, because as, you know, most of us visualize, there's, you just have earth and then you just have heaven. You know, so you don't, so that, that really um, shows the picture of, of how, how the dimension really is. Yeah, and it gives us great hope because we know where we're going to be. We don't know the extent of it. We can't even fathom what, what's in store for us. But we can get a little bit of a taste of that we're going to be working and we're going to be serving uh, and we're going to be with Christ. And, and of course, this eternal life. So, okay. Okay, well, good, good question, Pam, that you brought us this week. Um, and you know, and again, that's something that you know a lot of people we do hear that question a lot. So it's good that we can go over that. Uh, so are we going back to Romans uh, four? Yeah, we'll go to Romans uh, four, and I'll read uh, Romans three and four. Let me read uh, Romans uh, three four and five and then we'll go back to the related verses what saith the scriptures and we're talking about faith okay and we're talking about salvation for what saith the scripture Abraham believed God and it was counted unto him as righteous for righteousness now to him that worketh is the reward not reckoned as grace but of debt he's saying if you work that's a debt but grace is a free gift. Mm-hmm. And then just, uh, justifying faith defined. But to him that worketh not, but believeth on him that justifies the ungodly, his faith is counted for righteousness. In other words, it's, you're not saved by works, although you're saved to work, but you're not saved by works. This gift, this uh, grace is given to us free. Okay. Who's got Genesis? Uh, We're on um, actually Second Corinthians two seven through ten. Yes. No, okay. I think it's uh, Genesis in fifteen. No. On page well, two. Well, we reread that. We could always reread it. Oh, we did. Yeah. Yeah, we're we're on page three. Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah, at the top of three. Well, that's what happens when I start napping. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta wake me up. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot my ruler. Okay. Okay, I'll read I'll read uh Yeah, five, six, and seven to read on chapter four. Okay. Yes. But to him that worketh not, but believeth on him that justifies the ungodly, his faith is counted for righteousness. Even as David also describeth the blessedness of the man unto whom God imputed righteousness without works, saying, Blessed are they whose iniquities are forgiven and whose sins are covered. Okay, and Romans, actually 2 Corinthians 2, 7 through 10 goes along with this as a cross-reference. So that counterwise, ye ought rather to forgive him and comfort him, lest perhaps such a one should be swallowed up with overmuch sorrow. Wherefore, I beseech you that ye would confirm your love toward him. For 
To this end also did I write, that I might know the proof of you, whether ye be obedient in all things. To him, to whom ye forgive anything, I forgive also. For if I forgive anything, to whom I forgave it, for your sakes forgave, it is the person in Christ Jesus. Yeah, if, if Christ lives in you, you're, you're going to forgive. You're going to forgive others. Okay, um, let's see. Did um, I re- just, um, yeah, so if we read, I'll, I'll read the Romans 4, 8, and then also um, added with that, I'll read Psalm 32, 2, which Wait. says, um, the Romans 4, 8 says, Blessed is the man to whom the Lord will not impute sin. And then that brings us to Psalm 32, 2. Blessed is the man unto whom the Lord imputeth not iniquity, and in whose spirit there is no guile. Yeah, there's no, um, you're, you're, there's no condemnation to a believer. Okay, justification is apart from ordinances. Okay, justification and works, works and gifts, works and grace, you can't mix them together. I'll read a nine here. Cometh this blessedness then upon the circumcision only, or upon the uncircumcision also. For we say that faith was reckoned to Abraham for righteousness. There was no works involved in it. How was it then reckoned when he was in circumcision or in uncircumcision? Not in circumcision, but in uncircumcision. And he received the sign of circumcision, kind of a tongue twister there, and seal of of the righteousness of the faith which he had yet being circumcised, that he might be the father of all them that believe. Through the, though they be not circumcised, that righteousness might be imputed unto them. And the father of circumcision to them who are not of the circumcision only, but who also walk in the steps of that faith of our father Abraham, which he had being yet uncircumcised. In other words, his circumcision, his faith was long before the law was given. Okay. And justification is part from the law. So it's separated. For the promise, that's the promise that we're talking about eternal life, that he should be the heir of the world, was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. The heirs didn't come through the law, it come through faith. For if they which are of the law be heirs, faith is made void and the promise made of none effect. Because the law worketh wrath, for there is no law, for there, where there is no law, there is no transgression. Therefore, it is of faith that it might be by grace to the end, the promise might be sure to all the seed, not to that only which is of the law, but to that also which is of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. Remember that song, Father Abraham and many sons? <laughs> so actually when it refers to Abraham, it's talking about the law was established during that time because he was, God made a covenant with Abraham. 
So that's the covenant that he was talking about. Abraham was set apart through circumcision. Yeah. And it's, and it's through his faith, faith and faith alone. Right. And, and of course, now in, in the body of Christ, now we can look back at that through, through the revelations given to Paul from the risen Christ. We can look back at that now and understand it. Back then, they didn't really understand it. They just believed it by faith. But now we understand how Abraham was saved. Right. Now we have a cross-reference in um, Galatians 3. O foolish Galatians, who hath, beswe- who hath betwitched you, that ye should not obey the truth, before whose eyes Jesus Christ hath been evidently set forth, crucified among you. This only would I learn if you received ye the Spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith. Are ye so foolish, having begun in the Spirit? Are ye now made perfect by the flesh? Yeah, Paul had given them sound doctrine. These Galatians, he had given them sound doctrine. And these Judaizers came in and said they had to be circumcised to be saved. They had to do, they had to go back under the law. They were set free when Paul gave them this uh, sound doctrine and the gospel. And they went back under the law. And he's saying, how foolish can you be? Right, they're, they're kind of going backwards to their laws and their regulations and not understand their freedom in Christ. Yeah. Yeah, not not believing that really it is a free gift. Yeah, and it's Christ and Christ alone. Have ye suffered so many things in vain, if it be yet in vain? He therefore that ministered to you the Spirit and worketh miracles among you, does he not does it not by works of the law or by hearing of faith? Even as Abraham believed God it was accounted to him for righteousness. Know you therefore that they which are in faith, the same are the children of Abraham. Yeah, I think we better stop there probably. Yeah, we'll stop there and um, uh, we'll pick up here uh, next week. So uh, we'll still be talking about the justification by faith illustrated. And that's what the verses that we went through today in Romans Uh, What that's illustrating for us is that faith, um, something that so many um, do feel that, you know, when you when you get saved, there is so much more that they need to do. But if they just realize that it's that free gift, yeah, most simple gift and most of Christianity and and non-Christians believe that Christianity is a legalizing legalized or a legalism. Laws and do's and don'ts. They don't understand the true gospel. So as we as we close today, uh, we just hope that um, everybody, you know, just accept that free gift. Um, you know that um, our Lord Jesus Christ died on the cross for us um, and he rose again to um, give us that gift, and we thank Him for that. So uh, thank everybody for listening today, and uh, we'll see you back here next week. Now I'm not 
been listening to Why Paul? Visit us on the web at 14thStreetMinistries.com and please join Michael R. Mix and Michelle Mix again next Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for more thoughts and wisdom. Also, be sure to tell everyone about our program. Yeah.